Okay, everybody. I was thinking for a long time if I should make this podcast about this topic or not. Uh, it looks like the world has gone completely crazy, like uh, the year 2020 is, the I don't know, 50 years just compiled into one. And it just keeps surprising us with everything. I guess we're going through a massive change. Maybe certain things were necessary. Of course, a lot of things were not necessary. Um, and there has, obviously, the whole world, world is talking about the tragedy that happened last week on the 25th of May. The death of, not the death, the murder, murder of George Floyd. Um, I couldn't, I watched the, the video of him being on the ground and having a knee on his neck, but I couldn't watch it till, till the end because um, that looked to me uh, like I'm watching a scene from a Nazi Germany from the year between 1939 and, and, and 1944 when the, you know, the Holocaust was, uh, was at, 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 at its peak. And I was horrified to what I saw um, because I just cannot understand how somebody can treat somebody like that. First of all, if anybody who watched that video, you know, they saw that George was not resisting. He was not resisting at all. He was not doing anything. He was not, you know, he, he just wanted to breathe and and saying that I cannot breathe, uh, I can't breathe, it was uh, something that I can't get out of my head um, because it's a, such a horrible scene. And, uh, you know, when I went through school and, you know, when you learn geography and you learn demographics of certain regions, and then, of course, you know, you learn history in school and you are made aware about uh, racism slavery, all the horrible things that, that happened, uh, you know, you learned them, so basically you will not repeat them, so you made aware of, of these horrendous crimes that happened in order to become more aware so something like this would never happen again, but we still live in a world where, where racism is very much alive and somebody getting treated like that just because the color of their skin is different is, uh, is i don't have words for it honestly and um i cannot imagine i can't Im imagine how it is to to be a black person in america today now, what I'm going to say right now is probably not going to be uh, very popular. I know that I have some listeners in United States, and please, people from United States, this is nothing against you, or it's not against your country. It's more against your foreign policy and your government, the way, and media, of course, the way they like to point fingers on all the other countries that when something wrong is happening in the world. Uh, when human rights are being violated or, you know, when American media or American government doesn't like certain leaders around the world or certain types of governments, they very much like to point fingers and, and start judging, you know, what's wrong with 
these countries. But please, please, I mean, for all the resources that you have, the financial muscle and the financial power that you have in the world, and the amount of money that you spend for defense, please start fixing your own problems first before you point fingers to somebody else. And once again, this is not going to the American people because I have friends in America and whenever I, I went there, I've met nothing but wonderful people who, who were open, who were kind, and, and I never had a, any kind of bad experience. And I have white, black, Asian friends who, who, who live in America, Latinos, all kinds of demographics, right? And uh, they're, they're all, they were all always very kind and, and very friendly. And uh, I'm, once again, I'm not saying this against you, the people of America, but the way your media and your government is uh, handling uh, affairs on the international stage. And like I said, you know, when I went through school and because I used to be a geography and a history teacher, I learned a lot about demographics uh, in on this planet, in this world, in different countries. There all obviously were events that happened, um, you know, around the world that have are very much connected with racism, um, horrible events. And the thing is, one thing is learning about these things and, and knowing about them. Another thing is actually seeing it with your own eyes and experiencing. We, we are now well into 21st century, correct? And in many parts of the world, you would think that uh, racism is a thing of the past and, and it's not relevant anymore. But uh, in the last 10 years, I've experienced, well, actually seven years, I've seen it with my own eyes and I was horrified by it. And um, I was twice in South Africa with my sales team uh, that I have built down there and I have them. Um, they are, are one of the most wonderful people that, that I've met. And I've built some really amazing friendships, friendships there. Uh, and uh, I was really surprised when I came there and I thought that the apartheid is something that uh, which is a thing of the past. Uh, well, the apartheid is not relevant now, but racism that comes from that horrible era is alive. And uh, I was sitting in a restaurant with my sales team and everybody in that team is black uh, or, or uh, mixed race between black and white. Uh, so the the most horrendous thing that I saw firsthand was when we were ordering uh, food, the waitress basically listened to me the most because I was white. And whenever I wanted something or ordered something, she first came to me, even though anybody of them ordered it before me, which was which I just looked and, and and then I spoke to, to my friends and I said, aren't you bothered by this? I mean, this is not right. I should say something because I didn't feel uh, very good when I saw that. I said, we're all the same people. I mean, what does that matter? And, and um, they explained it to me. This is something that is 
wired in people's subconscious and uh, they treat white people differently. And then we, when we had a sales meeting that we we're going to go um, prospect a couple of companies for our service, all of them said to me, well, you came to South Africa. Now, that, that's really cool. So we're going to use you as much as possible. And I said, okay, what do you have in mind? Say, okay, whenever we are going to go to prospect and have meetings in this company, you're going to set up the meeting and you're going to be the only one talking. I said, okay, is there any reason for that? And they said, well, because you're white. I said, what What does that got to do with anything? I mean, if anything, uh, you guys should be talking because you're local. Because, I mean, if you're from this country living here, you, you know everything. And uh, basically, I think that they should trust you more because at least that's how I'm used to it in our region here where I'm living. And I said, no, 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 that, that you're getting it completely wrong. You're going to be the one uh, talking because they will take you more seriously because you're white. And I just grabbed my head and I said, I mean, is, isn't this <laughs> freaking horrendous that what I'm hearing? And, and I told them that I'm not comfortable with, with this if somebody's going to, you know, accept a meeting with us just because... I am white in the team and because they want to talk to me. And everybody was basically calming me down and said, no, 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 you don't understand. You, you, you really cannot now start protesting because if you start speaking out, you're going to create more problems for us. And you never know if we are um, in some company for a meeting where they have security, they can, you know, just throw us out or call the police for no reason. And so I played along, but the thing is, it was so uncomfortable. I mean, at the end, that meeting was not not successful. We ended up uh, not doing business with them, which was fine by me. Um, and then next year, when I returned uh, to South Africa, I've met you know some more of the members of our sales team that were recruited. Um, again, all of them either mixed race or, or uh, black, and I was surprised that uh, they they have different terms what is acceptable in South Africa to what we have here in Central Europe and also on in the West, like Western Europe and, of course, North America. I'm not going to say that because I'm not comfortable uh, saying those things, but that was that was reality. And when I first saw that, I, I, I saw, well, this really is different. And then on the last day, um, when I was in South Africa, I hired a tour guide. I went, went to, to have a tour on Cape Peninsula, went to the Cape of Good Hope and Cape Point, uh, see the incredible nature, met a lot of incredible people there. And of course, also my tour guide was uh, a black guy from, um, he was he was not South African, he was actually from Zimbabwe. Yeah, because a lot of people from Zimbabwe moved uh, to South Africa because they have had, you know, in the 80s, record inflation, hyperinflation, actually. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going out of my point. Uh, we and we spoke about uh, racism as well. Uh, we spoke about you know. Um, I, I I was curious because wherever I travel, I'm curious to know how people live live, and what conditions that they they live in. 
And uh, he told me, yeah, it, it really is that he, f he faced that, you know, racism like that uh, a lot of the times that he either was not taken seriously, um, he has been insulted a lot of the times, and this is something that is happening on a daily basis. And I said, oh, just come on. I mean, we're all the same people. If we cut our, ourselves, you know, whatever in our body, we all bleed red underneath the skin, we're all the same. And probably... You know, geography had something to do with that. At the end of the day, hey, we all came from Africa. So we're all brothers and sisters. And, and some people migrated north where it's colder and less sun. And uh, those people have different color of skins. Some, some people migrated way, way up north where Inuits are, are, are living. Um, and, you know, that developed their, their type of ice. Um, some people stayed in Africa, you know, where it's hot, freaking hot every day, and you know the skin has to create some kind of defense mechanism. Maybe I'm, I'm talking like an idiot here, but I think that basic biology uh, tells us that that you know these are the conditions that developed different skin colors and different you know uh, features that that we have. And this is really no, nothing to, to, to think about that we are any different towards each other. And when I think about this, I think about Africa a lot. Because Africa has had such an um, interesting history of pure rape by colonialism. Um, obviously, Western Africa was colonized by France and um west sorry yeah western africa was colonized by france eastern africa from north to south completely was british um all of the resources that uh, africa has it's the probably the richest continent it has very fertile soil that could feed the the entire world and um, i will always remember last year last june we had an event in cape town I was there with, uh, with, with my sales team, with my uh, friends, and I was listening to a speech of Dr. Uh, Alma Obama. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She's a sister of uh, former President Barack Obama. And uh, she works with a nonprofit organization um, a lot in Kenya and many other uh, African countries. And she was saying that the the problem that Africa is facing and is having is basically their own mindset. That because of all these centuries of colonialism and superiority of, of these big colonial powers that they enforced into African people, uh, that that leaves some kind of consequences inside the mindset. And uh, she said the reason that Africa is poor where it's when it's supposed to be the richest continent ever, the reason why it's poor is because pe people have bad self-image. And I started thinking about it. And when I've met all these kind of people, especially on the street, and I've talked to homeless in, in Cape Town, um, I said, well, maybe she's right. You know, these, these people have incredible resources. Um I think that the continent is still getting raped by both Europe, North America, and now China as well. 
uh, they are uh, you know doing all kinds of projects there um, keeping the rich elite elite rich and happy but the rest of the the population that should really benefit from all of the resources that they have are uh, they're keeping them poor and uh, the 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 people who actually should have all the power have very bad self-image and and think that they're less worthy um, especially when you speak to people that are in service industry and uh, when I've spoken to them and spoken to them about all these problems they said you know you're right and 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 they were surprised because I'm why that I didn't treat them like like they were less they were surprised that I treat them like they were equal and I said you of course we are equal and we're all people I think that this is like the stupid thing that I'm even saying it on, on on the podcast. To me, that that is so logical and and, but I guess you know when when an event some like this, like George Floyd's death happens, uh, it it's it really, you know, changes things. But the sad thing about it that George Floyd is not the only one. There are literally thousands out there. Uh, you know, people of different races that are treating badly, not just by cops, but also by other people in general. And uh, I do not intend to do any kinds of rants about police officers because you never know when you're going to need them. And of course, like any job, there are a, a few bad police officers and a lot of them are good. I still believe that. But... Um, murdering people for no reason like this is not police officers jobs their jobs is to serve their communities and service is something that we in business see as something that's necessary you are in any kind of business if you're an entrepreneur you're there to serve your customers because your customers are your boss and you are serving serving uh, the 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 people to the best of your ability and uh, the same mindset should be in police officers you know the, the service to the community uh, is also with doctors and nurses who have done an incredible job during this pandemic uh, and this is something that politicians have forgotten about they 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 started acting like they are the one who are you know on the position of power uh, who who and that power means that you can basically tell people what to do instead of serving them politicians don't forget that you are there to work for us and we the people have to keep reminding you about that you were elected in order to serve and that that now is also visible now in the country where i live uh, we had massive pro protests, uh, you know, right now because uh, the government started acting like they're the boss. And that's completely not true. And uh, that's the difference between a boss and a leader. Uh, a leader is a locomotive of a train. A leader pulls the entire team or the entire country into the future. The leader on a battlefield goes with the soldier in the first row. A boss is at the back, just pointing fingers and saying what to do. Now think about it. 
I'm sure you've seen a lot of no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of bad bosses, and I'm sure you've seen a, a few leaders. And in times of crisis like this, the true leaders will emerge. That's why I've always respected people like, you know, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, everybody who were able to lead people and bring them together without any violence. That is the most ad admirable thing you can do. Because, you know, right now in this strange time with, when 40 million of Americans are out of job, out of work, and when you have an event like this, when we are approaching a very big crisis, when people don't have savings, when they are living from month to month, and their work has been taking, the ability to work has been taken away uh, from them, the ability to create income for themselves have been taken away from that, them. It's just a fraction of a second. It takes a fraction of a second for, for something to happen in order for all hell to break loose. And unfortunately, that event was murder of George Floyd. And of course, there are the majority of people are there to protest peacefully. And I agree with them. They should protest. They should speak out when horrendous things like that are happening. And of course, there are a fraction of the people who can basically uh, do idiotic things like destroy businesses, looting and, and doing criminal activities that serve no purpose at all. And can you imagine being an entrepreneur you know, building your business, having, let's say, a physical store somewhere, and then an idiot comes and it just destroys it and takes everything. That's also another side of the story that is also heartbreaking. So I'm, I'm trying to look at it from, from all different perspectives. I cannot say that I understand, but to come to the beginning when I said, when I watched that video and, and I had the feeling that this looks like na Nazi Germany, uh, I said that because my grandparents were uh, force forcefully have had to move um, from and leave their homes uh, by Nazi Germany. Some of my family went to concentration camps. Yes, South Slavs also went to concentration camps. Uh, and were treated as, you know, uh, uh, Jewish people. Some of them went to, uh, were forced to work for uh, wealthy German families, and uh, basically they lost everything uh, at that time. And when my grandmother and grandfather on both sides, from my mother's side and my father's side, started telling me these stories of what happened and how basically you are powerless and somebody who has power abuses it and abuses it on somebody who doesn't have any power, that's something that pisses me off like the most, right? Rem I mean, just re when I say it, when somebody with power abuses it on somebody who has none, uh, it is the thing that makes me angry uh, the most. And that happens in all kinds of way of life. Lately, I guess racism is, is that um, horrible thing. But I hope, I really hope that we will be able to someday come together and start maybe learning from little children. Because when you see little children 
they don't see color. They don't see, you know, where you came from, what language you're speaking, what's your sexual orientation. They don't see any judgment, what I'm trying to say. And when we drop all kinds of, all our points of views and judgments towards other people, that is when we are truly free. So, since this podcast is a lot about entrepreneurship, I have to say that if you are an entrepreneur, please, please, please do not be a racist. Because it will be, you will have such wonderful experience if you will collaborate and work with and have clients, people of all races, all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of sexual orientations. You will learn about many different experiences. You will meet lot of lots and lots of wonderful people. And that's what happened to me. I've worked with a lot of black black people who later became my very good friends. I've met um, and worked with uh, people from Asia, from countries like Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Taiwan, Japan, Indonesia. I worked with people from all across North America that were many of different races, even mixed races. I worked with fantastic people from South Africa. And when, when you are in any kind of business, really have an open mind. And just, you know, try to be normal. Because <laughs> to me, normal is that, that we are all people. And we are all equal. That's what's normal to me. And I want to point out another experience that I had in Dubai. That also I couldn't shut up about. I mean, shut up at that uh, moment. Um, I had um, two of my friends. One was from India. And one was from Lebanon. They they were both living in Dubai. And uh, because I've I've... I've traveled there a couple of times as well. Uh, we went out one that night to a club that was open until 3 in the morning. Uh, we all wanted to relax a bit after a hard day's work. And of course, if you've been in Dubai, you know that it's ridiculously hot. So we wanted to have a cold beer together. Um, and they actually, they warned me and told me, say, you know what, when we're going to go into these places, you will experience racism. And please do not get pissed off about it. Or please do not speak up about it. We're used to it. For us, it's normal. And I'm saying, what do you mean for you it's normal? This is not how it should be. And uh, they they said to me, please, please, you know, don't say anything. Um, just, you know, accept it as it is. And then I said, you know, but if we're all constantly accepting everything as it is, nothing's going to change. It's This machine is going to keep on grinding and, and going forward with these stupid, ridiculous ideas. So here's what happened. We were at the entrance of the club. There was a line. 
and this club had a policy that as many guys that are going in also as many girls should be uh, going in the club and for every guy that go goes out of the club a girl goes in and uh, so it was our turn the line was moving pretty quickly and uh, one of um, my friends who's uh, from Lebanon he's an NLP master practitioner and he wanted to <laughs> he he wanted to hypnotize the the bodyguard and the bodyguard was a huge Nigerian guy i mean like in in imperial measurements he would be like 6 foot 7 you know almost uh, probably 300 pounds but huge guy huge guy um like in centimeters i guess that's around the two meters tall um you know 130 140 kilos like somebody who can throw you out like that and he just says stop you know my friend started doing his nlp stuff with him uh when he saw my friend who's from india he said no guys you cannot go inside there's too many men and then uh, my friend from Lebanon just tells me, come come here, come, just just tell that we're with you. And I come to my friends and say, these guys are with me. And and the bodyguard outside, just the, the bouncer, I mean, outside just said, oh, I'm sorry, sir, just please go ahead and have fun. And I felt horrible after that and said, this happened just because I'm a different color than you said yes we kind of used you in order to get in and I said okay but really i mean you first of all these two guys are probably 10 times smarter than me uh 10 times better at what they're what they do i'm sure um they're, they're really great guys they're kind they're they're uh um, you know, great friends that, that, that you can have, they have your back at any time and they were treated differently. And it's, I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, we have to, we have to move forward. We have to become more aware of what's going around us. We have to start, we have to stop all judgments and we have to help other people also with their self-image because things like that things like racism damages self-image of these uh, people who just have different colors of their skin and have done nothing wrong so let's stop the judgment stop the racism there's no reason to to do it in the workplace in your uh, life of friendships in your business in anywhere there's no reason in sport anywhere. There's no reason for for racism. So I guess that's my message. And let's all try to be better leaders, especially when these crazy times are, are going on, um, on. Let's really come together and first start leading ourselves and be accountable to that. And then the others other people can follow us i hope <laughs> this 2020 will will change and become different 
I hope that all these horrible events will make us aware that something different needs to be done. I hope we will tr start treating our nature differently. Because, you know, when I read a couple of days ago that there were a couple of earthquakes around Yellowstone Park, which is like a timing, uh, ticking time bomb. If that thing explodes, I mean, a lot of the world is going to be in trouble. And I hope that uh, this planet called Earth won't get too pissed off with us because we have been pretty horrible to it. Um, so let's start treating our nature uh, differently. Let's be more sustainable. There are still great opportunities out there for us to create something different, something better, and something where everybody can have equal opportunities. Thank you for listening. I know that I was confusing, but things like this shake me to the core. And sometimes when I'm trying to express my thoughts, I don't make a lot of sense. So thanks, everybody. Talk to you on the next podcast.